Welcome to this week's End of Days Update, coming to you from Boise, Idaho. Had such a great time this last week at World Outreach in Tulsa. Had a wonderful time Sunday morning, and now we're in Boise. We'll be here Wednesday night. If you're anywhere near the Boise area, come. We'll have a great time. What a wonderful church. Have so much fun. People are so hungry. It is amazing. I say that every week, but there is seemingly a brand new hunger in all the churches about the coming of the Lord. Why? Because uh, we're about to see Jesus. So if you can, come be with us. And we're coming to you every week to look at the different things that point to the coming of the Lord, specifically the gathering of nations for the Ezekiel 38 war, because the rapture is signless, but the second coming has tons of signs. But if we can look at what happens just after the rapture, we can say, uh, man, we know we're close. And boy, you talk about the setup for the Ezekiel 38 war. We all know what's happened this last week with Russia invading the Ukraine. What a horrific uh, uh, scene to see Russia bombing uh, children's schools, bombing hospitals, bombing all these other things. So. It's not the Ezekiel 38 war, but it's a precursor to the Ezekiel 38 war. Like I said last week, Russia doesn't even have to have Ukraine. It can come down the other way. It's just basically giving itself two routes toward the Middle East. And some interesting things were said in the news media today about the different ways that Putin's looking. And there was even one in an Israeli uh, newspaper that said Putin's next move could be Israel. When they said that, I'm like, where, where are they getting this thought pattern? But it's biblically the thought pattern that in the Ezekiel 38 war, Russia's going to come down on Israel. But the reason why we know it's after the rapture of the church, because then this dispensation is a dispensation of grace, and God's not counting anything against anybody. Like Hitler killed six million Jews and Germany prospered. Well, the church is taken off the earth and it goes back to old covenant time and God can intervene and protect Israel. So Russia's gonna come down in the Ezekiel 38 war with Turkey and with Iran. I've got a picture on my phone showing a circle where those three leaders came together. So you've, you're watching the three players of, of the Ezekiel 38 war get set up and you can't get any more radical than watching Russia do what they're doing right now. In fact, we talked about a couple weeks ago how they brought all the rocket launchers in for those uh, Moabs, the mother of all bombs. Well, they've got the father of all bombs they brought in this last two days. Uh, that's a bomb that's four times stronger than the mother of all bombs. It uh, vaporizes your air, sucks the air right out of your lungs. And Russia's doing that on civilians. So it just shows you how satanic it can be when someone yields to Lucifer that even women and children and, and people that aren't even soldiers are getting fired at. So, But this is the mentality you're going to see all the way up to the coming of the Lord just that radical change in people's disposition, radical change in their verbiage. Remember, uh, Putin said a couple weeks ago, the hell with America and the hell with NATO. And what, what intrigues me is uh, Germany and France made it really clear that the Ukraine could not join NATO. So Putin knew that. So he's not, he's, he was saying, well, I'm having to do this because they were going to join, Ukraine was going to join NATO. They were never going to be allowed to join NATO. So even that lie. So you're watching lie after lie after lie come from that part of the earth because, you know, that's that mentality of things that are opposite of what they're supposed to be. Just like the leader of Iran the other day when he began to talk, he praised Putin for going in and attacking, attacking the Ukraine. See how nuts that is? He's the same leader that said Israel's the rabid dog of the Middle East and has to be exterminated and wiped off the map. So with that, you've got a, an interesting uh, movement going back and forth with Russia and Israel this week because Israel's concerned that Russia is going to implement a, literally the no-fly zone over Syria. That's a big deal we've talked about right now. You have Russian airplanes almost covering all of Syria, trying to keep Israel out of Syria. Why does Israel want to go into Syria? Israel's having to go in to stop those missiles that are coming down from Iran. If they hadn't been doing 
doing that, there'd be missiles parked on the border of Israel every single week. So you've got, you've got floods in Australia. You've got asteroids coming every single week. You've got signs in the heavens. You've got nations moving into position. Why? Jesus is just about to come back. You have the, t the nuclear talk with Iran. Seems like it came to a complete fizzle. It ended up being where it looks like Iran's getting everything that they wanted and the rest of the world's getting nothing. Even to the point that you have Democrats in the U.S. that said, you know what? It would be better to go back to the old deal. At least we could keep hold them in check. Because right now you can't even have monitors in where their centrifuges are and Iran's going ballistic with missiles because they want to annihilate Israel. So you've got Russia wanting to look like they're marching toward Israel. You've got Iran making weaponry to annihilate Israel. You've got Turkey that's spoken out. We will ascend to the Temple Mount and we'll take the Temple Mount from the Jews. I do like what Francis Macron said this last week. He came out publicly talking about that Jerusalem will be the eternal capital of Israel. Kind of interesting to see France's president come out boldly about that because those human rights groups that came out against Israel saying they're apartheid states, you've got people backing uh, the opposite of that. So it is weird to see the verbiage back and forth with what's being set up. Why? Because we're approaching the coming of the Lord. Now, this is a time to be excited. This is a time to lift up our heads. Jesus said, when you see these things, lift up your heads. Your redemption is drawing nigh. So it's not a time to be afraid, not to be a time to draw back. And we talk about this and get into this every week because it's not an escape theology. It's a hustle theology. It's an acceleration theology. Man, we're, we're seeing the setup for the coming of the king. As horrific as it is in some nations before we even get to the tribulation, as the church, we've got to go for it. This is our window of opportunity to be soul winners and go ballistic. So let's always go back to the word. What, what's the Bible say? What we can look at right before the coming of the Lord. Number one, Israel made a nation. Number two, Jerusalem won back. Jesus said the generation or the group of people that sees those two events will not pass away till all is fulfilled. So in our lifetime, we've seen that. But then you have many more. You have about 80 signs. You have the Hebrew language restored. You have the Ethiopian Jews brought back. You got the fertility of the land of Israel. You got the revival of the Roman Empire. You got 172 different species of predatory birds that came on the land. The cleanup crew after the Ezekiel 38 war, God calls on the fowl of the air to clean the land up. Seven years later, at the Battle of Armageddon, he calls on the fowl of the air to clean the land up again. So you have birds in position. You had fish show up in the Dead Sea this last year. Ezekiel prophesied that 2,700 years ago. This is the one that still freaks me out. A few weeks ago, I guess about six weeks ago, you had the water in the Dead Sea turn blood red, uh, amazing, right where Sodom and Gomorrah was, indicating my blood even covered Sodom and Gomorrah. What's even crazier is it happened on the Day of Atonement. So you got fish in position, you got birds in position, you had foxes show up on the Temple Mount. People ask me, why do you say that? Well, Lamentations 5.18 says that the Temple Mount will get so desolate, in other words, the, the, the presence of God will have been so far from there that wild animals could come up on the Temple Mount. Well, soon, wild animals won't be coming up on the Temple Mount because the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords will take up his residency right there on the throne of David, and you won't see foxes show up on the Temple Mount. You'll see the church worshiping him right there from that spot where he's going to reign forever. So you have all these different things coming together. You have men who be lovers themselves, we have selfie sticks. You have all these bizarre signs pointing to the coming of the Lord. But after all the signs, you go to signals. You had blood red moons uh, on Passover and Tabernacles. When's the last time you had four in a row on Passover and Tabernacles? 1967 when Jerusalem was won back. 1948 when Israel was made a nation. And 1492 at the Eid of August Falsion when the Jews were kicked out of Spain. After that, you had the Bethlehem Star. You don't have time to get into all of it. Man, you had Jupiter, Regulus, Venus come together. Constellation was Virgo at his birth. This last year, NBC Nightly News said we have a celestial event. We've got Jupiter, Regulus, and Venus. And I'm like, oh my God. Bethlehem star, first time in 2,000 years. 
What was the constellation? Leo. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. So all this information points to the rapture of the church is soon and the second coming of the Lord is soon as well. So we're blessed. We're privileged to live in this generation where all these verses are coming together. Wow. So what do we do? Help our local church. Help our local pastor. Let's get with it. Let's have all hands on deck. Let's have an urgency to do the will of God. I hear people go, well, you don't need to hear about the coming of the Lord. Tell a quarterback not to look at the play clock in the last few few seconds of the game. No, everything is urgent because the play clock is winding down. The play clock is winding down for the king to come and the church has got to go for it. So what a blessing to know that he died for us. Jesus is raised from the dead, but he's coming back again. So soon we'll see him. So come back next week. We'll pick up what's happened around with the, with the Ukraine, with Russia. Uh, pray for the people of the Ukraine. Pray for the will of God to be wrought in the earth because everything is a setup for Jesus to present himself to his brethren just like Joseph did at the very end. Have a blessed, wonderful week. We'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks for joining us today at the End of Days Update. If you'd like to be notified every time there's a new post, just go to the edu at josephmorris.com and subscribe to receive email alerts. If these posts and updates have been a blessing to you, please consider making a one-time donation to help get the message out or even becoming a monthly partner with Joseph Morris Ministries. Thanks again for tuning in to the EDU, and we'll see you next week.